This Choircast podcast is brought to you by the book Too Much and Not Enough, Sacred Thoughts Said Out Loud by Karen Schock. This book is for anyone who has big questions about God and is feeling like a misfit among the people who seem to have it all figured out. Journey with me as we dive into the hard stuff and ask the questions no one else seems to want to ask. We will laugh and cry together. You will shake your head along with me as you read the real stories of anxiety and depression, parenting and marriage, and just plain living this life in the messy middle. I don't have all the answers, but my hope in writing this book is that you, the reader, will feel seen. There is a God who is big enough to handle all of our questions and more loving than we can ever imagine. Let's lean into this life together as we learn how to love and be loved in Too Much and Not Enough, available now on Amazon. Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical. With your hosts, hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Apostates Anonymous. I'm one of your hosts, Matthew J. DiStefano, author, podcaster, owner, co-owner, assistant to the co-owner of Choir Publishing, joined by the <laughs> senior manager uh-huh. at Choir Publishing, Keith Keith Giles. Keith, what's your middle name? Alan. Keith Allen Giles. Welcome yes, to sir. the podcast, sir. Welcome, all you lovely listeners. Yes, thank you all for uh, tuning in. Uh, Good to be sitting here with you once again for your favorite AA meeting, uh, Apostates Anonymous. And oh my gosh, I, here's the thing. You you people listening right now, you have no idea all the backstory, all the drama that's gone on. I got up at six o'clock this morning. I thought I was going to get up and do some writing. And one thing led to another. And it's just been like, my blood pressure went through the roof. It was just like, I should have stayed in bed. It was, it's not a good thing. So anyway, did it, hey. Is, did it, did it um, literally go through the roof? Are you okay? Are you physically okay? Or are you just using I'm that? physically okay. But when I checked it, I was like, damn, that oh. was pretty high. You need <sighs> to get that under control, my friend. Well, it is under control normally. I'm taking these That's pills good. every night before I go to bed and they work great. I've been weaning myself off a little bit, which means that I have to manage it myself a little bit more than just the pill. Um. But, is this on doctor's orders? Yes, just, of course. Yeah, no, okay. I didn't get these pills from some guy in a parking lot. No, I mean, weaning yourself off, is that doctor's orders? Oh, no, that's just what I want to do. Oh, see? got to listen to your doctor, man. What are you doing? Uh, it's okay. I'll be fine. Okay, okay, I'll be fine. That's what they all say. All right, well, we're here today on a lovely um, recording on a lovely Thursday listening hopefully on the day of launch on a lovely Tuesday and mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit going on in the world fuck <laughs> there really is yeah you wake up this morning and between yesterday and this morning yeah some bad things happened um and we're here with we're here bringing you bad news but hopefully a, a positive bringing, twist on the bad yeah, news we're not bringing you bad news but as you're responding mean, to bad news um yeah 20 20 some odd people as of now are 
dead in Lewiston, Maine, right? Yeah. Um, and yet another mass shooting. No way to solve could, this problem, says only, only country we, where this always yeah, happens. I, yeah. I, if only we could figure it out. Um, thousands <laughs> of people dying in the Middle East. Yes. And uh, we decided to, I guess the the third in the line of command from the president now is a January 6th proponent, election denying, wants Christian, to ban abortion, Christian yeah. nationalist, wants to get rid of gay people, sort of wants fundamentalists. A, so, yeah, want, cool. wants our country to be ruled by the Old Testament. Um, the Republicans yeah. were like, we don't want Jim Jordan because you know about him. So we're going to do Mike Johnson, who's the same, but you don't know about him. Right. And he seems a lot nicer. Like, he seems like a nice guy. When you just see him talking before you really get into what the words are meaning that are coming out of his mouth, it's kind of like, I know he seems like a nice, reasonable person. He's like a nice guy. And then you start listening to him. You're like, oh, no, no, this is not. My comment was, I, I, um, I looked up something this morning on him, and it was a clip of him giving some kind of a speech in in Congress. And my comment to you was, we just elected the male Alyssa Childers to the Speaker <laughs> of the House. That He sounded just like Alyssa Childers. Uh, yeah. So He's got to be worse. Probably. Probably a little bit worse. Because he has power, for one thing. He does have power. And we're going to get into Christian power today. Uh, our topic will be the the one word that gives all Christians a little tingle in their genitals, um, theocracy. Because oh. <laughs> they want it so bad. They do, they um, want it so bad. But before we do that, we have a new sponsor today. I don't think it has anything related to the show itself, which makes it all the better. So here we go. It's that time of year again, where the air is crisp, the leaves are turning, and white women of all kinds are flocking around their favorite orange gourd pumpkin. Combine this humble fall favorite with cinnamon, cloves, vanilla, nutmeg, ginger, and allspice, and you're in Becky heaven. But did you know that pumpkin spice is more than just a flavor? Yes, that's right. This divinely scented masterpiece has many other uses, including, and get ready for this, colonics. At Dr. Johnson's Colonics Services, LLC, we've come up with a proprietary blend that is sure to leave your back door squeaky clean. But more than that, there's science at play here. The natural fiber will help boost your colon's ability to absorb water, while the spices will infuse into your bowel's soft tissue, creating an aromatic dance every time you flatulate. If you sign up today, we'll give you 50% off your next treatment, which you can even give to your bestie who needs it most. Schedule your appointment today, and by Thanksgiving, you'll have all your guests wondering what that smell is coming from the oven. And because everything we do at Dr. Johnson's is discreet, it'll be our little holiday secret. That that could be a genius idea. Uh, you're getting closer and closer to things that could actually become... Pumpkin uh, spice colonics. You know, the idea that you could fart and people would smell pumpkin spice is... Uh, <laughs> That is a wish. I'm sure every every white girl out there uh, yeah. would love that. Yes, all the all the basic bitches. Sometimes I do. It is good. Sometimes pumpkin spice does taste nice, like once a year. But yeah, but I'm just you know. getting over it because it's it's overdone. Well, we, this is what we do. We we always like, you know, it's like August hits and people got pumpkin spice out. Now they got, you know, a, the day after Halloween, people are gonna have Christmas decorations up. And then the season becomes so long. It's like, man, 
Yep. There's other stuff going on. I don't even think pumpkin spice is the best holiday smell. Okay, what is? What's the best holiday well, smell? I don't, maybe pine. I like pine. <laughs> I like uh, like yeah, pine. Ever, evergreen. Um, yeah. yeah. Cinnamon. I don't know. Nutmeg. I like I like pumpkin pie like once a year. On Thanksgiving Day, yeah. See, there's all these things like that. Like this is my this is my thing about uh, Thanksgiving turkey. Like we stopped eating turkey really for Thanksgiving because my thing was like. I don't really like turkey. I mean, it's not even good. Here's the thing: like, if if turkey is so awesome, how come you don't eat it every other day of the year? Why don't you like, eat it in March? Eat a turkey just, in March, and then we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're like trying to decide where you want to go out to dinner, why isn't it like, hey, let's go to that one place because they got this awesome turkey and dressing plate? No, <laughs> yeah. you don't do that. You want other food. So other like, food is better, right? I would rather have like a honey baked ham, or honestly, what my what Wendy's been like doing. Ham. Um, I like honey baked ham. I, I, I do like pork products. But what Wendy has been uh, doing the last couple of years for Thanksgiving is um, like a, a lamb. Like a, like oh, a, I do like lamb. And she does a fantastic lamb. Mm. So, yeah, grilled, grilled lamb has been our Thanksgiving. Jesus is the only lamb I care about. <laughs> the lamb of God. <laughs> I just, all I said oh. was this lamb was fit for Jehovah, you know, and then wanted to stone me to for God. Good enough yeah. for me. All right, so let's talk about Christian nationalism. I'm sure we talked about it before. I've if we have to, we well, have now to it's more relevant. It. See, now it's trending. It's in the news. It's on everybody's the tip of everyone's tongue. Um, here we go. This is like this is the issue too. Is um, again, Wendy and I were talking about this this morning about how she was saying like the problem with things like The Handmaid's Tale and 1984 and Brave New World and Fahrenheit 451 is that um, they were written intentionally. They were written to uh, become cautionary tales to warn us of the dark futures that we could potentially live in if we didn't change our ways. Unfortunately, some people have taken books like The Handmaid's Tale in 1984 and, and those other books and said, hey, that's a good idea. Here's I think that would work. Success. <laughs> yes, this is a blueprint. I bet if we did this, we could make that happen. Um, and that's what it feels like. It feels like we're in like chapter three of The Handmaid's Tale. And um, and now that we have a Speaker of the House, who is uh, unapologetically a Christian, fascist, nationalist, um, theoc theocratic uh, flag waver, you know, he, he literally has said things like, you know, he thinks that the... What was the quote that I saw? That I saw this. The quote that I saw him uh, this morning when I told you that I thought he was the male Alyssa Childers. He was. He was saying something again in Congress. He was saying something like um, that our country was not a democracy because a democracy. He said is something like too. Um, I'm paraphrasing. It's like democracy is two rats deciding uh, who gets to eat the cheese or something. Or two cats deciding who gets to eat the rat or something like that. That's democracy. But we're not a democracy. He said, our founding fathers wanted our country to be a biblical republic. How do you even get that, man? Separation of church and state. How do you even fucking get there? There is a delusion that's going around. And I know there's a guy named David Barton. If you just want, if you're morbidly curious, Google or go to YouTube and, and search David Barton, B-A-R-T-O-N. Do it in incognito mode so it doesn't. Yes, because you don't want to get. Up. Yeah, you don't want to get suggestions for this guy. 
he's written a book. He's he's for a while there. He was the favorite um, guest host on um, like Glenn Beck and some other conservative shows. And he's got a whole DVD series, which I have a copy of because my one of my family members sent me this box set of like 20 hmm. DVDs from David Barton. Um, and it's all right. about proving. I mean, he he's quote unquote a historian and he he proves in every one of these videos. He has all this bogus evidence that the founding fathers were all Christians. They all love the Bible. They, uh, they wanted to promote the Bible. And so, but see, but if you're a Christian, an evangelical Christian who is already leaning towards theocracy, someone like David Barton gives you so much belief that yes, America is a Christian nation. America is a godly nation. And, and the answer to everything, this is my biggest red flag with Barton. Um, when I'd be watching these stupid videos that I was forced to watch against my will, um, is that the answer to everything is the Bible. We've got to get the Bible in schools. We've got to get, we got to start teaching the Bible in Bible in elementary school and high school. We need to put the 10 commandments up in, in our courthouses and whatever. Like it's all about the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. The answer to everything is the Bible. And, um, that it just drives me nuts. You know, it's honestly, People like him was one of the reasons I wrote Jesus Unbound and Jesus Untangled, because I saw him. It was all about, you know, we're a Christian nation, which no, we're not. And it was all about how the Bible will save us all and change change our, our, our country. And no, it won't. And it's not about the Bible. The Bible doesn't point to the Bible. If anything, the Bible points us to Christ. But that's more about the way we live and love and forgive and serve, right? It's not about passing laws or any of that stuff. So... I think I would, that's my thing. I, I think I would blame it on people like David Barton. Okay. Well, he can be our scapegoat then. Fuck him. Like we get rid <laughs> really, of him, we'll for a while, fine. for a while, David Barton, I think was, um, this goes back, right? So during George W. Bush's presidency, he was like an advisor of some kind. He, or he. It's pretty he twisted when him. you find out who all these advisors have been throughout all the years. Uh-huh. You're like, damn, that, that whole. There's been yeah. some shady ass, again, this sounds conspiratorial, but there's some shady ass influential, yeah. oh yeah, shadowy type, like the family. You ever seen that documentary? Oh, hell yeah. That scares the crap out of me. It's like, damn, these people have been behind the scenes, like pushing these fascistic, theocratic agendas for a long time. And people like Mike Johnson are just like yeah. striking gold at the right time for them, striking gold for them, for their career, for whatever. Yeah. By the way, Mike Johnson, if, if this is new to you, he is your new Speaker of the House. And, he's third in um, he's third in line as far as for like, the freaking presidency. presidency. Yeah. So uh, just uh, I did a little research on him. So uh, he used to work for the Alliance Defense Fund, which is now known as the Alliance Defending Freedom (ADF), founded in 1994 by your good friends Dr. James Dobson, a focus on the family, and Bill Bright of Canvas Crusade for Christ. And I feel like I feel like a lot of homophobia is about to come down. The oh, pipe here now. it comes. Well, you get ready, my friends. Buckle up. <laughs> yes. Uh, the ADF touts itself as working to defend the rights of conservative Christians to express their views on matters of sexuality and religion, which has gained it a reputation for advocating for discrimination against sexual minorities. That would be the LGBTQI plus community. Um, it also has worked to limit and even to ban abortion. And access to contraception. Uh, he argued in favor of a ban on same-sex marriage before the Louisiana Supreme Court. 
and he has continued to advocate for those views as a, as a legislator. He has a podcast with his wife. Um, isn't that great? And in this very first episode of his do, podcast- Do they have a hotline? Uh, I'm sure they don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he basically says uh, that America needs to answer answer the question, you know, um, you know what 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 will save America basically, and uh, we need to save America. But of course, the only way to save America is for everyone to become an evangelical Christian. Thank God. Can we go back to the first thing he said? He was saying about something about like uh, the the foundation or whatever is there to protect the rights of conservative Christians to say what they want? Is that what they're saying? Yeah. So it's, sorry, it says, yes, uh, the ADF, this is the Alliance Defending Freedom Organization. That sounds sh- shady as hell already. It already does. <laughs> yes. So here's what they say, that um, they work to defend the rights of conservative Christians to express their views. That On, means to discriminate, yeah, right? To say sure. to, r- yeah, homophobic yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, to express their views on matters of sexuality and religion. Now, see, here's the thing. Why okay, are you mixing those two things? Religion well, is just, one thing. Sexuality is something else. Well, let's just pause there. You fucking never shut up about it. You all have the right <laughs> to say shit. You talk shit all the time about you're obsessed with non-hetero, non-cis, yes. non-binary people. You you think about gay shit way more than people who are think- gay. Actual gay people, yes. You talk about it all the time. You go on and on. And we're still talking about this as if, as if since gay people or non-hetero people have gotten married, as if something has happened to your own marriage. Somehow yeah. society has fallen apart and your marriage is falling apart now and it's because of the gays. As mm. if it has some sort of the, – the, the amount of time that is spent by conservatives thinking about all the – all these people who aren't them, or maybe they are, yeah, in hiding. Um, it's just like you—you you never shut. You who who has taken away the rights for you to express what you want? You say shit all. You never shut up about it, right? No, it's exactly I, would, right. I, would, I always laugh about like the cancel culture too. Like when you hear Joe <laughs> Rogan going on about it, it's like yes. you signed a nine nine figure contract. You have a hundred and ninety million downloads an episode. You're not getting canceled. Trust me, you're fine. No, no, you're you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and here's a shock. Um, well, maybe not a shock, considering. But um, again, I'm just still reading this. This is from Yahoo News article. Um, it says that. So here's what Mitt Romney said uh, when uh, about this this guy getting uh, this guy Johnson getting elected. Mitt Romney, like, staunch progressive. Yes, staunch progressive, conservative Republican, ran for president. He ran for president as a, as a Republican, yeah. right, um, against Obama, right? Uh, right? He says, apparently experience isn't necessary for the speaker job. We're down to folks who haven't had leadership or chairmanship roles, which means their administration of the House will be a new experience for them. Fair so, enough. yeah, not qualified. He's not being elected because he's qualified. And so that's a good thing to think about too. So if he's not being elected because he's actually qualified for the job, then why was he elected? Because I would argue um, his ideology matches the ideology of the people who are in power in Congress. He is a Trumper. He is an election denier. He is uh, someone who does think that gay marriage is a sin. He's he someone January who January 6th. Yes, he tells January 6th, it was a good thing. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's why he's elected. He wants Um, federal abortions, federal, federal abortions banned. That's right. Federally. 
So all and he wants he he so wants forget to states' decide. rights. Yeah, forget yeah, forget states' rights. Forget the hypocrisy of what conservatism is supposed to be. Sure. He he wants every woman out there and every childbearing person out there under his thumb mm-hmm. because he says so because his book he thinks says so. It yeah. says the opposite. Open to Numbers, um, chapter five, I think. That's right. There's a there's a recipe. Huh? There's a recipe yeah. and a, a forget all that instruction for hey, if you think your wife is cheating on you and she's pregnant with some other guy's baby, take her or to the priest, make her drink something, and if it's not your baby. God will abort the baby. There's a song they sing in Boston, that dirty water. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start calling it. You got to drink that dirty water. <laughs> got to drink that dirty water. Um, yeah, he wants every single... So women, think about that when you vote. Like when you vote for these people, they you know, they want to tell you and your doctor, your gynecologist, your midwife, whatever, what the rules are. Not, mm-hmm. not the medical establishment. Um, not the scientists, not the doctors, not the boards of medicine. Right. Conservative Congress men Mm -hmm. and some women, but mainly men. Yep. Telling you what you can or cannot do with your bodies. And, and I guess include contraception in there because there, there's a quote about every woman should be at least producing one able-bodied worker for the economy. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all so it's all to, about. to Mike Johnson, I change your name to Hunt. You are now Mike Hunt. <laughs> Maybe that's his middle name, Mike, Mike Hunt, Hunt Johnson. Mike, Mike Hunt Johnson. Mike Hunt Johnson. Um, Hunt. Yeah, I got to say, it's scary to me because, again, this is something Wendy and I were talking about this morning. Like, you know, I, I, in 2016, I wrote the book. It, we published it in, in January of 2017. It was Jesus Untangled. And it, the book was about warning Christians about the dangers of Christian nationalism, the dangers of a theocracy, the dangers of trying to impose your religious views on everybody else using uh, by passing laws and policies and politics um, to coerce people to pretend to act like they believe what you believe, even though they don't. Um, and, you know, when I wrote it, I was talking about like, hey, you know, even at the time I wrote it, some people were saying things like, oh, Keith, come on. I mean, who really thinks this way? People don't really think that way. You know, it was like I had to show them and convince them. No, no, really. There are some Christians who really do believe this, who really do think this way. And now fast forward, right? And now it's to the point where we have both Christian pastors on Sunday morning on camera and um, conservative politicians flat out saying into the camera, I am a Christian nationalist and so should you should be too. They're they're unapologetic about it. They're like, absolutely I'm a Christian nationalist. Absolutely the Bible should be it should be the you know they would probably say the Constitution and the Bible, but really it's the Bible. It's not the Constitution because the Constitution and the Bible have nothing in common. I bet we can find some commonalities. Oh they they can find a few things, you know, but it's. But they they have the same they have the same hermeneutic on both, right? It's a it's a flat literalist reading. Yes. Of of and both are the authoritative word of God. Well, yeah, but you know, here's the thing, though. I I kind of disagree on some levels because I feel like they don't read the Constitution literally. They enough. don't read the Bible either. 
Well, I know that. But I mean, if you're going to read the Constitution literally, right, um, all men are created equal. That's what it meant, men. Well, and and it didn't even mean all men. <laughs> no. It didn't mean black men. Black people uh, in general were like, what, two-thirds or uh, one-fifth of a, of, a, of a human? Eventually, right? Uh, Three-fifths. Three-fifths, right. Three-fifths of a person. Um, it, and, and, it, uh, and practice, it also didn't mean even all white men because you had to be basically a landowner. You had to own land. Yeah, so basically yeah. rich all rich white men are created equal is what it really says. Right. But the, again, they don't read they don't read the constitution or the bible, they just say it. They say yes. this is our authority. Yeah. Well, if the bible is the authority, then the day of jubilee, we have to uh why are they so mad that Biden is trying to forgive um, debts? Forgive college debts when every 7 years, That's biblically speaking, all you Christians listening out there, these two heathens who don't read the Bible, we're telling you. <laughs> we do read the Bible. Bible. We do read the Bible. That's the thing. Yeah. If you want to be biblical, you have to forgive all debts at seven years, every seven years. Yeah. But then again, when you when you say things like that, you know the response is that's socialism. It's but the Bible. No, I don't give a fuck what you call Bible. it. It's in the Bible. Yes. It's the day of Jubilee. It's Old Testament even. It's not even like New Testament stuff. This is Old Testament stuff. Like, you're also no, supposed to sell you're also supposed to sell all your shit. That's right. The capitalism sell, sell. is not a New Testament idea. Get the fuck yeah. out of that. Out of yeah, here. sell it and give it to the poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, they 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 again, Christian nationalism isn't in the Bible. No. No, no sort of now. Na- I mean, there there of course there's nationalism in the Bible. If you you have to read the the whole thing, right? Sure. You have to read the whole Bible. Um and you can't you can't then conclude I think God wants us to have these nations that are set up in Jesus' name. In fact, it should probably be an empire like America. It should be an empire that we do it in Jesus' name because irony is completely lost on us. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. We, we, well, because again, they're not, they don't read it. They're not actually reading it. This is the reason why we talked about this. They don't a while comprehend back. it either. They don't care yeah. about history either. Right. It's what we talked a while back about that episode about, you know, Christian, Christian people in churches, when you preach Jesus, they think, oh, that's woke. They think it's woke now. Yeah. So you don't even recognize Jesus. You don't recognize um, things like the debt forgiveness. You don't recognize caring for the poor. You don't recognize, you know, Jesus saying we should care for the sick. Well, that guess that that means we should be in favor of universal health care, right? Because um, that's what Jesus cared about. He told us we should care about it. But th- this is the whole thing, though. There Again, my whole thing about, you know, when we talk about theocracy, when we talk about foreign policy, when we talk about the stuff in the Middle East, everything that they believe in, which I no longer believe in, actually comes true because of them, though. Right. It's all self-fulfilling prophecy. In the end of days, the Christians will be deceived. Like, yeah. the, the big major majority denomination in the greatest country in, uh-huh. in the history of the world. And, the, and they're the ones who believe it, but they're the ones who are falling for it also. Right. And right. we step back and we're like, God damn, they don't even recognize it. They don't. No, they, I think um, Benjamin Corey wrote a really great blog post, I think back in 2017, 2018, um, uh, about the irony of that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, guys, I don't buy your theology, but if I did just follow your theology, like especially about the the end times and the Antichrist who's going to show up and how he's going to deceive. Like just use that left behind book that you love and you made all these movies about and video games and Mm t-shirts and action figures about this left behind thing. Um, Just follow that. 
And do you not notice that like you are falling for the same thing? This guy who is obviously not a Christian, who just says he's a Christian, who promises you guys power and authority. So you all get behind him. You elect him into office. You give him power. He even goes to freaking Jerusalem and makes the, and changes the embassy to, you know, and, and declares the capital of Israel as Jerusalem and puts the U S embassy in Jerusalem. Like, dude, do you not see what's happening here? And nope, they don't. They're totally oblivious to this stuff. Like you said, so that's exactly how it would be. That's exactly yes. how it would yes. have to play out anyway, right? Yeah. The people who are deceived in their in their theology have to be deceived. Yeah, and <laughs> they, they are. To, and they are. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, good job. They did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 wild. It's so wild that um, there's all these ironies. Um, I also point out the irony of the first temptation. In the desert temptation narrative yes. with Satan, it's it's having religious. It's like the blending of religious power and political power. What are the things that are promised to Jesus if he, right? If he just listens, it's like no power over the state and power yeah. over the temple. That's right. And now you've got the state Christian nationalism. Yes, that's the kind of state they want a, a blending of their religion and their state. Yeah. Isn't there, um, I'm going to just show my ignorance here, but I'm going to look it up. I, I, I think there's a, a, a section of um, the book, The Brothers Karamazov. And, Which um, I'll take a moment here to plug please. Brothers Karamazov by Choir Classics. If you want to pick that up, please do. I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. Um. That's what it is. It's the Grand Inquisitor. So there's a section of the book. Um, I think that's true, right? It's yeah, it's in the novel, uh, the Brothers Karamazov. It's, it's a like story seven thousand pages. So maybe. yes, <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a story within the story in Brothers Karamazov. Go check it out. It's a great, fantastic forward by Brian Zahn, by the way. Uh, it's worth it alone just to read his uh, incredible forward. Who is not a Christian nationalist. He is not, thank God. No, he is definitely not. Anyway, so in the book, uh, in in the Brothers Karamazov, there's a little story called about the Grand Inquisitor, and it's essentially um, a diatribe um, by like a church leader directed at Jesus himself. Jesus comes back to Seville, right, Italy, at the height of the Inquisition, and the Grand so Inquisitor. That was in Spain. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. And that's, what did I say? Italy. Italy? I'm sorry. Um, Spain. Sorry. Thank hey, you. Hey, we're fact checking on the fly here, folks. We are. We are. So the Grand Inquisitor <laughs> defends the ideas that the devil, uh, uh, you know, that the, basically he says that he tells Jesus that you you missed your chance. You should have taken this offer the devil offered you, um, you know, to, to have political power, and that he basically that Jesus missed his chance and he screwed up because because the church has taken that temptation, right? The church has mm -hmm. said no, we want political power because mm -hmm. now we can legislate. And we can, like, basically, people we disagree with, we can put them on the rack, we can torture them, we can burn them, we can skin them alive, we can do whatever we want to them. And see, Jesus, you could have had that power and you blew it. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's meant to basically say, like, kind of like the, like I was saying, The Handmaid's Tale in 1984, like, see, this is wrong. We shouldn't do this. You know, this is a misuse and abuse of power. It leads to all this suffering. Um and that, that's the little section in the uh, in Brothers Karamazov that talks about that. And, but yeah, again, people either don't read that stuff or they read it and then they go, hey, yeah, that makes sense. That's a good idea. We should do that. 
We're just going to do it right this time. That's right. This time we'll do it right. If I had the ring of power, I would use it for exactly. good. Exactly. Yes. Oh, thank you. You're, God bless you for using Tolkien analogies. Um, yeah. Gandalf and Galadriel. I saw the movie. I know. They're both offered the ring and they give it back. And, That's right. Um, otherwise, they would have become intending it for good. And all of our politicians apparently have the same idea. Yes. Yeah. If we had the power, we would use it you know, for good. And the problem is what they think would be the best. It's like playing parent, right? It's like, it's like taking on this role of like, I know what's best for you, mm-hmm. but you're not my parent. You're, and you weren't elected to be anybody's mommy or daddy. Um, so we don't need you to tell us this is for your good. I know you don't want this. I know this, I know this is something you reject with your whole body with your whole mind and body and soul. But we're going to go in and do it anyway, and you'll see it'll be good for you. Uh, it'll be better for everybody. And even if it isn't better for you, it'll be better for us. So, This dude it's, also believes in conversion therapy. Did you hear that? Uh-huh. Oh, no, I didn't see that, but I'm not He's surprised. Pro- proponent of conversion therapy. What a, what a guy. Like, what a, what a wild world we live in. Like, we just published... When was Seth's book? In like like uh, last week nine days ago, eight eight days ago. As a, it'll be two weeks ago as of this coming out. That's right. <clears throat> and chronicling like three hundred and some odd pages of his experience of conversion therapy, where no one would get to the end of it and be like, "No, this yeah. we should probably do more of this." Like we yeah, should be converting true. people because his experience is definitely not normal. Most everyone has a great experience of Oh, of course. At, yeah, they yeah. love it. And we have people in power going like, yeah, that, no, we're actually going to do that. We're going to do we're going to go against everything the like American psych the APA, uh, American Psychology Association. We're going to go against right. everything mental health practitioners say. Because everything the Bible, against they say. The Bible tells us the Bible knows better. You know, this thing written thousands of years ago by people that thought that the sun rotated around the earth and didn't what did they think not to to discredit i'm not going to discredit people in the bible as if they're dumb but but they were what did they think about (laughs) sperm and the hair hair follicles oh that's right yes Uh, yes i was it michael heiser uh had that great podcast on the naked bible podcast and and like why they cut their hair short yes yes so it's awesome yeah i I encourage people to go listen to it because it's it's so fantastic but in summary uh, yeah, what they used to believe, he uncovered this this research um, that I guess around the first century, maybe even before that, um, the sci- quote unquote, the science of the day mm-hmm. was that women had long hair and because they had long hair, their hair was pulling testosterone out of their groin area up into their body so they could have children. Um, and then if a man had long hair, it would basically make him, you know, malakoy. It would, ma- it would, it would not just look feminine. It would literally turn him into a woman. He would be start becoming like a woman because his long, the long hair, would, hair pull, would suck it up. Yeah, the hair follicles are pulling testosterone out of your groin area, and so that's why you want to have short hair because that way you keep it down there where it belongs, so you can be a man for your virality. It's so dumb, but but uh, the point of it was that that quote unquote science of the day is what Paul was most likely referring to in First Corinthians. When he's talking about, when he's appealing yeah. to nature, he goes, doesn't right. nature itself tell you that, you know, long hair uh, on a man is an abomination and, and and short hair on a woman is an abomination? Like, that's what he's referring to. So in his head, he would have been referring to, well, we all know. 
That's right. We can all, we all know. <laughs> we all know this is what has been confirmed by science, right? You don't want that long hair pulling, you know, your stuff out of your junk. You got to be careful. Scientists have told us this, right? We know this is science. <laughs> And no one does science like we do. That's um, right. No one knows any better than we do. Yeah. So again, not that doesn't mean we discredit the Bible, but like when it comes to the science of the day, um, maybe we have advanced a little bit and maybe we shouldn't base our medical decisions yeah. and how we structure our, I don't know, our entire society on but okay. an, an ancient book like that. But here's where we would, and it, it's appropriate to to deny or discredit scriptures on th on things like that. So when you read a scripture verse that says, that talks like the earth is a disc or talks like the sun rotates around the earth or, you know, that God stopped the sun in the sky kind of a thing. Or like when, so when you read verses like that, you do have the right to say, well, I know better than that. They didn't. I do have science. I do understand that that's not the way it works. And so, yes, you can you you have a brain. You can say, okay, those people just didn't have all the information. And so, I mean, I'm not discrediting discrediting you know, scripture on on like spiritual wisdom or spiritual insight, you know, or things like that. Of course not. I mean, yes, people are allowed at any stage of the game, no matter what level of education they have. To say they had an experience of God of some kind. Okay, great. Uh, I'm not taking that away from you. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to try to tell me something that I know is bullshit, I know that that's not true, then it's just, it's like willful ignorance, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, this is, again, this is the problem. Like, you know, when I was debating James White, right? It's the reason why when Dr. I was pointing out, I, oh, pardon me. <laughs> quote unquote, Dr. James White, um, when he, when I pressed him and I questioned him about slavery in the Bible, he had to justify it because it's in the Bible, so it can't be wrong. So therefore, you know, slavery under the Bible terminology was a wonderful thing. It was giving people jobs, you know, and, and well, what about when God says, you know, you can slaughter everybody, but save the beautiful virgins. Oh, that was for their benefit. That was helping. That was mercy. Like, no, dude, that was a guy who was like, hey, I got this gorgeous chick here. Uh, I need a couple of concubines and she's spoils of war. It, it wasn't for her benefit at all. Don't, don't tell me it was. So, you know, when you when you have to have the Bible be perfect and the Bible can't be wrong about anything, it forces you to just do stupid things and say and believe stupid things. Um, and this and that idea of like conversion therapy and all this stuff um, about men being, you know, about basically patriarchy, misogyny, and all that kind of stuff. Yes, sadly, those things are quite often biblical ideas. Um, you know, dashing babies against the rocks is a biblical idea. But hopefully, we can take a step back and say, but I'm not sure that's what we should be doing. Maybe that's not a good thing. I th I'd take a stronger stance and say we shouldn't. Oh, should you? Okay, wow, you're bold. What a bold stance. <laughs> you're not afraid to say, I'm not afraid. Smashing babies against the rocks, I draw the line. If you want to cut 50 Philistines' foreskins off, that's, that's okay. fine. But you go to 100, 
It's too much. Yeah, come on. Yeah, that's too much. Say 50 Philistines foreskins 10 times fast. 50 Philistines foreskins five times fast. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So that's our our new theocratic overlord, Mike Johnson. Yes. And Um, the thing is, he's not alone. Again, like he, again, all these people that voted him in. Well, every Republican voted him in. Yeah, every Republican, yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. Just uh, seems like the wrong direction. Seems like not a good sign. Um, and of course, the proof is in the pudding. So we will see. We'll have to keep our eye on it. You know. Um, well, no, we already have the proof. We already have the proof that it's not. It's it's not good because all of his views have been debunked. Right. It's been debunked that conversion therapy quote-unquote, works or brings... Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I just mean, like, what kind of legislation now gets introduced and passed? Yeah, it it depends on how much they can get pushed through. I mean, it's not like Kevin McCarthy was some bastion of progressive idea. No, I know that. That's true. So it's not like, it's not like, it's not like improved, or it probably hasn't even gotten that much worse. Like, Kevin McCarthy is, like, fucking (laughs) terrible, too. Right. Everyone who was saying, oh, the Democrats should have saved him. Why? Like... No. (laughs) No. <laughs> Save them for what purpose? Well, it's sort of like the devil you know versus the devil you don't, right? At least I you suppose, know what you're yeah. getting. I mean, and, and like you said, in this know. guy's case, um, people don't know who he is, right? <clears throat> so they don't know. Maybe some people, hopefully, that's the good thing about this podcast is we're letting you know if you don't know already, um, this is not know, a good now guy. You know. Yeah, now you know. It's like, oh, he's a Christian. He's that's great. Yeah, no. That's probably the, that, bad, the bad that, thing. That's the first, whenever anyone, that's the first red flag. You lose me. Like, did you see when Jenna Ellis, um, her plea deal where she pled guilty? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a, as a Christian and an attorney, I'm so sorry. It's like, when you start out like that. No. I, I already, like, saved those tears. Like, <laughs> as a Christian, I, I made mistakes. Oh, my God. No, as a human being, you fucking made mistakes. Right, man. right. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. When you start off, I, I, I'm cynical, though. I'm cynical. No, I, well, I, I am too. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm pretty cynical about that, that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, I, that, that stuff gets brought up as don't hold me accountable for what I did because I'm a Christian. And mm-hmm. because Christians, you know, we just, we just make mistakes. I, I, I hate to bring it up again, but um, Alyssa Childers, I had to say that name. Take a, take a shot we're, if you're listening. We're going to have to have a drinking game every time <laughs> you, you bring her up. Um, well, because I was watching something else, there was some like a little short on YouTube, a uh, short clip of her and some other pastor guy at some, I it, remember, I think I mentioned this last episode that I saw something and it, it was the same conference. So it was, people are just releasing clips. They're dripping out little clips of her, um, at this conference. And they were asking about, about deconstruction and she gave the typical answer. We know she always gives about deconstruction, right? That it's, uh, that it's just people, um, who reject the authority of the Bible and um, it's just, they want the freedom to sin and, and they want to be the ultimate authority. They don't want God to be the ultimate authority or whatever. So it's all nonsense. I've heard of this crap before, right? Whatever. But then the pastor guy had to jump in, right? So the pastor, I don't know his name. He was sitting next to her. And then he launches into this whole thing. It's exactly what you're talking about. Like with, uh, with this, this lady, you know, giving her tearful apology. He's like, if somebody is playing Beethoven on the piano badly, do we blame Beethoven? No, we blame that piano player. And so just because Christians hurt you in church, just because some pastors, you know, 
treat you badly or hurt you or people hurt you in, in churches, you know, that's not Jesus' fault. We don't reject Jesus for that. We don't reject Christianity for that. Those are just those people. And look, we're all sinners. We all fail. If, if you know, it's like, it's, he said, um, if people say, I don't want to go to church because of all those hypocrites over there, that's like saying, I don't want to go to the gym because of all those fat people. I'm like, and so it's all this canned stuff. I've heard all this stuff my whole life, right? But it's this basically, it boils down to, it's an excuse for Christians to be the shittiest people on earth. Yeah. And to say, I can treat you like garbage. As a pastor, I can be abusive to you. Um, I can do, I mean, I can cheat on my wife. I can, you know, it just, you know, it doesn't even matter what it is. I have Bible a blank check. For that. Yeah. yeah. I can do all those things. But King David, I mean, look, he failed too. In all fall short of the glory of God. That's right. We all fall short, brother. You know, but but let's just stay in the stay in the club. Let's be, you know, keep wearing the t-shirt and the jersey and keep, you know, keep putting money in the plate because we're going to pass we it around. that money. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, <laughs> you have proven to us that being a Christian doesn't, doesn't change you. You're still a dick. And- I, why would anybody want to be a part of an of an organization full of admitted hypocrites? Yes, I'm a hypocrite. So what? Like, uh, you're okay with that? That's that. Well, that's that, that's your bumper sticker. Gotten. That's the place where they've gotten where yeah. they've, we've we've all gone from realizing that we're all hypocrites. Which sure, we're all hypocrites in some way. Sure. To them not caring any longer. Right. I want, I'm going to wear a t-shirt and put a bumper sticker on my car. I'm a hypocrite yeah. for Jesus. Right. And if you think <laughs> otherwise, you've gone woke or something. Right. That's right. And so let's make a better analogy. So a better analogy would be everyone's walking away from the Beethoven musical center <laughs> of studies because everyone who goes, you know, 50% of the people who go to that, you know, those universities, which are all founded by Beethoven, you either get assaulted you yeah. get traumatized, you get abused, you get kicked out. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think at that point to not listen to music would be absurd, right? Sure. But no one who is deconstruction is no longer listening to music. We're just not going to the Beethoven Center of Musical Studies because right. there their professors will abuse you and gaslight you Yeah. and they don't accept you if you're gay. And right. On down the line, right? No, and again, I, I, even staying with his analogy, right? So I'm I'm sitting there at a concert, and some guy is murdering and butchering Beethoven. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Okay, I don't blame Beethoven, but I might get up and drive across town to somebody who knows how to play Beethoven very well. Why? What's wrong with that? Why would that be a wrong thing to do? To say you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know how to play Beethoven. You, you're the farthest, you know, you're the worst example of somebody who should be standing on stage with a right. piano trying to perform Beethoven. So shut up. And I'm going to go me, find somebody who does know Beethoven. And I'm going to take it a step further and complete this lovely analogy by this person. <laughs> I'm going to start listening to jazz, which is a different religion. That's right. Exactly. And you're going to be cool with that, jazz. right? Because someone's yeah. killing it on the jazz. And, and now I'm listening to rock and roll. And now I'm listening to hip hop. And I know you guys yeah. don't want me listening to hip hop. You want me to go... What you're saying in the non-deconstruct, the people, the anti-deconstruction movement are you have to listen to Beethoven. Even you can also listen to Mozart, yeah. Vivaldi, but you have to stay within the classical. That's and right. And that's like all of our evangelical denominations yeah. that are okay. Episcopal, you start going, you, you start going to the jazz and you start going to Afro drum lines and you start going to... <laughs> 
Cuban, yeah. you know, uh, Cuban Afro, whatever. Yeah. That's when they have a problem also. That's right. Because those no, are you're churches right. that are outside the fold. That's a great analogy. Even if they're yeah. playing, even if they're playing the music brilliantly. That's right. I love this. I love this analogy. Actually, thank you, whoever you, this nameless pastor. Yeah, let's it's actually it a going. great analogy. You're right. So yeah, it's like yeah, but you all you get here is Beethoven. Like yeah, get. but what if I don't want Beethoven? Yeah, what if I want you know? Yeah, we'll allow Mozart. instrumental electronic music or or some you know like I love shoegazer music. I love like noise pop. I love. Um, you know, something different. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that. You can't listen to anything else. You can't go to Buddhism. You know, you can't go to Hinduism. You can't go to Sufism. You can't go to Taoism. You can't, you can't look at other mystics from other faiths because that that's not allowed. So you got to sit here and listen to this guy play the shittiest version of Beethoven you've ever heard in your life and just clap and applaud and cry and go, well, you know, we're all shitty piano players. We all play the wrong notes. There's 88 of them. Everybody plays them. Everybody plays wrong notes, right? Everyone fucks it up once oh, in a while. Oh, well. See you next week. Oh, no. You could, go, you could go to the, the, the pianist down the road. Yeah. And they're really good at it. Okay. Yeah. But can I, can I go to the, the jazz quartet that plays in the smoky lounge? Right. Can I go to the, uh, the garage band on my street with some kids, you know, yeah. some drums and amps and crank Can I go see down? me without you? No, you can't do yeah. that. That's weird. Weird shit. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Thank you for the analogy. We completed it for you. Yes, we did. Wherever Thank you, you so much. So yeah, we are, we're moving deeper into, I guess, you know, uh, they, they have what's called the doomsday clock, right? Where they talk about, you know, we're like two minutes to midnight kind of a thing, right? We're getting oh, closer to nuclear change? annihilation. Oh, nuclear um, annihilation. I thought it was yes, nuclear annihilation. Oh, well maybe, maybe they do one for climate change, but I, I mean, it started off being the doomsday oh. clock was for, uh, how close we are to the end of the world to like nuclear threats of nuclear oh, war. Well, anyone could push the buttons, but see, I feel like we need to have a, a doomsday clock for religious theocracy. Like, I think we just moved another minute closer to midnight for the handmaid's tale becoming a reality. Blessed be. And, um, well, I wonder if it's almost, um, I mean, I'm not Calvinist in my way of approaching like Everything's preordained. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not that. But it almost seems like it almost seems like we're on the precipice of um, a change of the way we think of things. Yes. Globally, um, systemically. And it seems true that anytime there's going to be a big shift, the old system rebels. Yes. And and kicks and screams uh, fighting like you're yeah. you're you're either killing me because you ain't dragging me with you. That's right. And so it seems like the old system is in that fighting and kicking and screaming stage. Right. It's trying to hold on to every little ounce of power it can possibly mm-hmm. hold on to. Um, and that you're right. That is exactly right. And because the and kids the you- kids aren't taking them with them. No, that's the younger that- generations are not yeah. taking this old shit with them. That's well, for the most part, I hope that's true. Yes. Uh, and thank you for saying that too, because it, um, I do in general have hope that, um, that we are hopefully moving towards a higher consciousness, a higher level of consciousness where we are more inclusive and more loving and more, um, affirming of one another in spite of these labels and, and tribalism and things like that. I mean, I know it's not, of course, there's plenty of evidence as we just said at the top of the show you know, violence in the Middle East and all these kind of things. Well, yeah, there's still tribalism. There's still violence. There's still um, people who don't get it and who don't see it yet. 
but mm-hmm. but I still have the hope that um let's just put it this way that we could move in that direction and it does feel like it's possible that we could move in that direction but it not without um like you said people that are digging in their heels that the last thing they want in the world is for uh, is for things to change right they, they want to go back right that's that, that's why the the appeal of trump was make america great again they want the good old days they want to go back to those days um they want to go back to you know before black people had equal rights they want to go back to before women had the right to vote they want to go back before there was affirmative action they want to go back to before the civil rights movement they they want to go back to before you know uh same sex marriage was legal they they want to take us back and back and back they want to go back to um before Roe v Wade you know they take us back to the 60s and the 70s and the 50s or whatever they did with that and they did yeah they did and they're doing it with things and it just means that the people that don't want to go back we have to stand our ground we have to be more vocal as well like we ain't going back what i don't get is you get a lot of like older people th- thinking like, oh, this country, well, why? Just, you're not going to be around for it. <laughs> it's my yeah. grandkids. I got to, I got to live a better world shit. for my grandkids. Well, but they don't want your It doesn't quote, matter what world. they they're want. That's why it. I have to pass laws that doesn't, but they're doesn't gonna be matter here. what you want. <laughs> they're the ones that are going to be here. Yes, but these laws will be in place and we'll fix it so that they can't change those laws, Right. Like we're supposed to be in a democracy, I thought. But again, like this, people like this guy. No, we're not a democracy. We're the son a of biblical man came republic. To be served, not to serve. I mean, wait, no, the son of man came to serve, not to be served. They got That's it backwards. Right. Like That's I just right. did. Yep. If you're you a will. Christian, you're supposed to serve people. You're not supposed to be legislating things, unless it's. I mean, I think I think Christians can be involved in legislating, but it better look a lot like Jesus. Yes, because that's gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna include your Christianity in any sort of your I don't think you should include. Well, I mean, how can we not include some of our ethics and things like that? Of course, but it better be for it better be to bring. Yeah, legislation suffering. Yeah, there's good legislation and bad legislation, and I'm the same. I'm kind of like I'm not big on legislating all those things, but but legislation is going to happen regardless of what what Keith wants. So there's good legislation and bad legislation and good legislation is legislation that is about more freedom that gives people the freedom to worship the way they want or who they want, if they want to, um, to dress the way they want to love who they want. Um, you know, to, to, to have, again, the, the American dream, the, uh, you know, again, these founding fathers and all this stuff, you want to go back to, what this country was all about, at least on paper, was this the germ and the genesis of the potential of an idea where everyone had freedom, where truly all human beings are created equal, that everyone deserves equality and equal rights under the law and equal justice under the law. And if your legislation isn't really about that, if it's saying, Equal justice for everyone except gay people. Equal justice and equal rights for everyone except women. Equal justice, equal rights for everyone except people of color. Then you're not following the American ideal. You're you're legislating away from that to something else, something totally different. And this is the real danger of the theocracy, because the theocracy is not about freedom. It's not about liberation. It's not about everyone being free 
to freely express themselves, to have freedom of speech, to have freedom, true freedom of religion, true freedom uh, of you know the pursuit of happiness and all that. It's about restricting. It's about passing laws that take away those liberties and freedoms from people. That's bad legislation. And that is exactly what people like this guy and others like him are all about. They're about taking us back. And the way to take us back in time is to start passing laws that start taking away freedoms that we've fought really hard to get to this point. Right. And now we're, now we're just, we're losing it. Just take them all away. Yep. Yeah. Well, but I have hope. Gandalf might call it a fool's hope. Yes. But hope nonetheless, I guess. Yes. Well, uh, Gandalf, we, we, uh, we need you now, my friend. <laughs> I have come not to be served, but to serve. Yes. Well, um, if you enjoyed this deeply cynical and pessimistic show, <laughs> please make sure you tell your friends, leave a rating and a review. Share it with them. Uh, tell them about share it. Share it with them. Tell them about your pumpkin spice colonic that you just got. Yeah. Fart in their face and it may smell like cloves and allspice. Who knows? You're going to make so many friends when you share links from Apostates Anonymous on your Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. You're going to make so many friends. They're going to be like, oh, I love this show. Thank you for this podcast episode. It was so encouraging. It was so good. All your Christian nationalist friends. Will oh, all your it. Christian nationalist friends will love it. Mm, who are these assholes? We need to pray for them. Thoughts and prayers, folks. Thoughts, Thoughts and, and prayers. prayers. It, all right. Yeah. Uh, listen work. to all listen to all the choir cast shows. Um, buy Keith's book, Jesus Un Untangled. Jesus Untangled. Yeah. I was, kind of, I was trying to come up with a funny synonym, but I couldn't on the spot. Sorry. You can edit something in later if you want. Un unknotted. <laughs> all right. Yeah. We'll see you in two weeks. If uh, if you listen to Heretic Capybara, we'll see you in a week. That's right. Every week. Every week. One way or the other, all, you can't escape us. 100% of the time. 60% of the time.